0: Ready for takeoff. It's going to be crazy. Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, a.k.a. De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach, and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business Forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? Denier will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I'm here with Alex Young. Alex is a former surgeon turned human performance expert who specializes in revolutionizing the way people learn, train, and perform using immersive tech. His startup, Verti, enables organizations to build VR and AR training tools to improve how employees learn and retain skills. This is going to be an amazing conversation, so get ready and let's go. Alex, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? Hey, Danero.
1: Awesome. Really, really good. Thank you so much. Just got back from Italy from a little bit of skiing, so nice and relaxed, ready to talk about how
0: to help some self-starting entrepreneurs. That's amazing. And as you know, I'm already in Italy myself. So I haven't been going skiing in a long time, but I definitely want to check out the place that you told me earlier. Um, So I always start my interviews with this question. uh, What were you doing before becoming an entrepreneur and what made you become one?
1: For sure. So my journey is pretty weird and wonderful. So I originally trained as a healthcare professional. So um, I studied medicine in the UK. And then I specialised in trauma and orthopaedic surgery, which is basically sports injuries and fractures and emergencies. And I also did a degree in education around my medical training degree. So I'm basically, as you can probably guess, a bit of a nerd. And I was also a massive nerd around technology and businesses. So uh, when I was in med school, kind of to like pay my way through what was quite an expensive and long course, um, I started up a couple of small companies really doing events and training and things like that and they ended up getting quite big and in order to promote some of those courses and events i taught myself some marketing skills in my spare time and i taught myself some coding skills and i ended up then spinning out a second company which did a lot of online exam preparation for doctors and nurses all over the world because doctors and nurses spend loads of money on exams Mm -hmm. and they have (laughs) to do it to, to get through in their careers um and then I got through to about three quarters of the way through my my surgical training and my company had scaled up. I was running it as a bit of a side hustle, but it was making about 10 times the amount I was getting paid as a surgeon in the UK. And I also had a couple of other ideas, some really disruptive businesses I was really, really passionate about in terms of their mission. And so about three and a half, four years ago now, I left my clinical practice uh, and started my third company, which took on some venture capital investment, which is the first time I'd done that. And we scaled up very, very quickly uh, in about a two year period, won some cool awards, including the Time Best Inventions Award for some of the work we did in virtual reality, uh, again, in the ed tech and training sector helping people to optimize their soft skills training in healthcare and other industries. So that's been my kind of weird and wonderful journey. And my personal passion is always about learning and education and soft skills and how people can improve themselves.
0: Very interesting path you took. And um, I have a couple of uh, pull-up questions regarding this. So the first one is actually, I'm writing a book right now uh, that's going to help um, professionals use their skills to to start successful lifestyle businesses. And and so my question to you is, from uh, when you were in school in in, in medical school, and then uh, when you started working, do you find that there's any similarities, or at least some uh, skills, some transferable skills that you can use from going to school, medical school, you know, starting a career in that field, and then opening an online business or, or scaling a business in general?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think, again, leaning into the things that I'm passionate about, which are what I call power skills or soft skills, or those skills where it's about communicating with your team or things like leadership, which often they're on really kind of like, you know, good courses that teach people how to be a leader or how to manage people, how to communicate, or how to deal with difficult situations like hiring and firing people or whatever it is. I think in something like medicine, where you're speaking to patients every single day, you're, especially if something like surgery, you're working in a very high pressure team environment, where you're speaking to people from different backgrounds with different skill sets, and you're having to pull all of that together, really focusing around the well being of the patient. Those skills are just so transferable and so helpful. And that kind of boot camp, I guess, that I had in medicine has made me just such a good uh, CEO and such a good communicator with our team and with customers and things like that. And a lot of the stuff that I talk about now on things like the speaking circuit or on my blog. Um, is really all about how people can optimize their own communication skills, their own soft skills, to take their own careers to the next level and to build their businesses uh, to, to be kind of sustainable, uh, communicating both with their customers and with their people
0: to get the best out of them. That's, that's absolutely fascinating and interesting and, you know, that actually is an eye-opening for quite a few people because they may already have some, some, you know, career going on, of course, if you're, you know, more than like 25, 30, 35, 40 years old, there's a lot of, you know, experience that you bring with you. And then a lot of people are, are afraid of taking the next step in their life, but hey, like you're not starting from scratch. You have so much knowledge and, and power within you because of all those experiences that you have, uh, you know, acquired over the years. So let me ask you more about team building, because here, the remote CEO, we're all about, you know, delegating, but do it, doing it in a smart way. So um, looking at your past, let's, let's look this. Let's look at your past. Uh, is there maybe one or two things that you can look at and say, uh, those were you know, the right actions I took in order to build a team that I have now and the business that I have now. So a couple of tips maybe from your past experience and maybe one or two big no-nos or things that you look back and you're like, I wish I did not do that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think in terms of like really practical tips on on team building, I've my background was quite interesting because I scaled my first company out really as the only employee for a long period of time and, and worked with contractors and outsourced things without really having anyone on the payroll to keep uh, all the equity really to myself in my business. And then with uh, my current company Verti, where we've scaled very quickly with some external investment, um, I've been through a process where I've brought people in, and I think you know one of my top tips there is if you're hiring people, firstly, make sure that you've got what I call a data-driven hiring process. And, and this is something I've written a blog on and, and written in Entrepreneur Magazine about, which is you need to make sure that you outline the characteristics of the people that you want in your team. And you've got to look internally as an entrepreneur and think, what are the cultures that I embody and what are the cultures that, uh, culture that I want uh, to embody in my people when they come on board? Mm-hmm. and. When you're actually building out your interview process, you want to be asking questions that really pull out some of those inherent skills in people. And that might be things like, how quickly have you completed a project? It might be, how coachable are you? It might simply be, you know, is this person a winner, i.e., you know, have they won at sports? Have they played a musical instrument to a high level? Have they gone above and beyond in what they're doing? And so by kind of constructing this very data-driven hiring process and setting numerical scores to the different mm. sort of elements of culture that you want to bring in you can remove a lot of bias from the interview process so you Gosh. can make it much more much more data-driven so i think that that's my big one i think other bits from me personally um in terms of you know mistakes i made probably uh, not giving away my toys early enough um mm. i i you know i love learning and that's a little bit of a double-edged sword so i wanted to really uh, make sure that i was learning and and upskilling myself in lots of different elements of the business from finance to marketing to sales and although that was great and I did learn a lot I certainly could have given away um, some of those responsibilities as a solo CEO earlier to other people brought in people like a CRO with more experience or just more focus Um, and, and that's really my third point which is making sure that you Uh, are able to focus on things as you hand stuff off to other people in your team so my role as a ceo especially with a company like verti where we scaled up very very quickly going from literally kind of 10 employees to to about 50 over a six month period my role as the ceo has completely changed from doing bits of everything from sales calls to marketing to the product you name it, to now really being focused around being a thought leader and helping the marketing team. So, So those are my kind of three key tips, have a data driven interview process, give away your toys early and optimize your own role, focusing around the bits that you're good at and you enjoy.
0: That's amazing. And and I want to go back to data driven decisions. Uh, This is absolutely true. And I know that because, uh, and I know that to be true, because if you don't, uh, if you're not able to measure uh, objectively, how candidates are, uh, when you look at the whole, you know, person, you may like certain areas, and you may think, you know, this could be good, this person could be good. But then when you look at the numbers, that's really when you understand, okay, is this a good fit or not? And and I I totally, totally agree with you on that. Um, So now I want to talk about your company because we haven't really like, uh, you know, really talked about it yet. So Verti, what do you guys do?
1: Yeah, so Verti is, it's a a digital training platform that's cloud-based and really it focuses around creating training experiences for corporates really in any sector focused around what i call soft or power skills so um, to give you an idea we use virtual reality but we also use desktop computers and mobile phones and as a a user or a learner or an employee what you get is a selection of scenarios around key uh, soft skills so that might be how to communicate better it might be how to hire and fire Um, it might be diversity and inclusivity and you basically are put into virtual environments where you're communicating with an avatar or making decisions against a pre-recorded video and that really sort of immerses you into what is like a role play scenario but digitally yes. and at scale and the system will kind of analyze your performance in that uh, against some metrics that we've built up just over time and it will tell you how good a communicator you are it will give you points for doing the right actions Um, and really it's training people at scale to improve their own communication and skills through these sort of story-driven experiential uh, computer-generated environments so um, if you imagine sort of a a little bit matrixy and metaverse you can put on a vr headset um, you're in a completely new environment you're speaking with an avatar uh, just like you might a colleague having a difficult conversation But you can make mistakes safely, you can try out saying different things, you can see how the avatar responds, and then you get feedback at scale repeatedly on demand um, to help you get better as quickly as possible.
0: I think it's, it's, it's amazing. And it just fits right into, you know, what we do here, which is uh, helping entrepreneurs build remote businesses. And I think that uh, someone is asking them, uh, you know, they're wondering why virtual reality in, in my opinion, I think it's such a great added value, especially if you're training someone on the other side of the world, for example, like how are you going to make sure that there are all the right, you know, uh, things in the environment to, uh, to then help them realize, you know, how to develop those skills. So let me ask you a question, actually. Uh, when it comes to your business, are you 100% remote or do you have an office?
1: We do. We, we have actually uh, always been 100% remote from day one. Um, so when I uh, left my role in healthcare, I was actually out kind of prospecting across the world, mainly in the United States, but a lot of our development team were based in the UK. So um, we have always just sort of opted for, co-working spaces or remote desks for people who need them Um, but our kind of company line has always been we are happy to support people to work from the environment where they get the best out of themselves so we will give people a a desk stipend um, or access to a local uh, remote sort of co-working space if they want but we you know we also do do team get-togethers because um, I don't think any company can really get the best out of the people if they're completely remote, you know, three, six, five days of the year. So we, we make a conscious effort to do get togethers, whether that's kind of quarterly monthly, depending on where people are based Mm -hmm. really just to get some in-person FaceTime, but, but the majority um, of the rest of the time, people are working remotely comfortably. um, And then we do everything uh, through our platform and through platforms like
0: Slack and other communication tools. That's, that's, that's very good. Yeah. And, and one question that I had about working remotely because a lot of people, when I talk about working remotely, they think you know just working from home, and, and then they have questions like, how am I gonna be, uh, how am I gonna be, you know, the best version of myself and show up every day if I am in the same environment where I literally, you know, like eat and <laughs> and sleep basically. Uh, and this was actually a big challenge for a lot of people that had office jobs and then or had actual were running businesses in person, and then during the pandemic they had to they were forced. To work from home, but now things have changed and there's so many different ways that you can, you know, build a remote uh, team. So in your uh, case, do you work from home uh, or do you work uh, always from uh, uh, like, a, like a shared space or, or, or a desk somewhere?
1: So for me personally, I am the worst person at working in an office um, because (laughs) I get so excited about what everyone's working on and I tend to bug people and interrupt them. So I'm all I've always been most comfortable at working from home. I think partly because when I had my original kind of side hustle business, I'd get back from my medical on-call shifts or, or a night shift and just sort of open up my laptop on my uh, you know, sofa and and do a load of coding or do some work. Um, I think it's been it's been a really interesting time seeing how lots of organisations have adapted. I mean, I think my top tip around remote working, actually, from having scaled our team, is now everybody is at home. Everybody's both work and personal lives are much more intertwined. So yes. we've had a lot of employees who uh, whose families obviously are sort of around them if they're working in an office environment from home. And, you know, one of the things that I say very, very frequently to, to anyone in a who's managing other people um, or in fact just in a team is always make sure you do check ins with your colleagues, with the people that you're looking after and make sure that their home circumstances, and their personal lives are as optimized as their work environment is, because I think that's become even more important than it was when we were in sort of all together in an office environment. Um, Now that people are remote, now that people are at home, anything that happens at home is going to affect work much more acutely um, than when some people, you know, had that break of actually going to an office space. And so again, that kind of empathy for your peers is is super, super important. And something I'd recommend anyone listening, uh, you know, tries to
0: adapt into their own practice. Absolutely. Um, I I am just like you. I I like to work from home um, because I, I, generally speaking I never had a team in person so I never actually what you just said before you said you get excited about what other people are working uh on it's actually like funny because I never had people around me but I am kind of snoopy myself even when I'm remote I'm like messaging my my team members and I'm like how's it coming along and they're like everything is good everything is good (laughs) uh but uh but I totally understand like some people can't work from home and like you said if you're not able to pick up on those challenges and initially um your staff members might just uh not tell you anything their performance you know may go down but they're not going to tell you that they're having issues so i think it's like you said very important to be proactive and making sure that your team's lives are, uh, are optimized as well um alex it's been in an- a tremendous, exciting chat with you up to this point. And I wanted to know if you're working on anything exciting that you want to share, anything coming up that you want to share with our audience?
1: We are. Well, at Verti, one of the big things we're doing at the moment is trying to open up our platform to as many people as possible. So previously, we were very sort of exclusive in the B2B, Fortune 500 and medical space. And one of the things we're doing now is is trying to Optimize a lot of our content so that actually anyone can use it. Because part of our company's mission is to make what we call experiential, educational, on the job learning uh, accessible and affordable to everyone. And so um, if you check out my YouTube channel, which is uh, Alexander F. Young um, after YouTube, I've just put up a, a video on how to create your own online course. And that's going to lead into opening up a lot of the technology that, that Verta uses to help people uh, create soft skills training courses and create virtual reality training courses uh, in the metaverse for themselves so that they can use that for their own companies. They can use that personally. They can generate revenue from it. Um, and we've got some really exciting tools that aren't really currently um, available at the kind of Consumer level, which uh, which we're now very excited to be sort of opening up in in beta testing to folks. So um, yeah, you can check that out on uh, my YouTube channel or the Verti website, which is Verti v i r t i dot com, um, and that's going to be really really fun, really cool.
0: That's uh, that's very interesting. I wanted to know: is it going to be some sort of like a SaaS model where people pay a monthly fee and they're able to train their teams, or is it going to be a bit more customized?
1: Yeah, at the moment we run um, off a a SaaS model. Um, We've got a number of revenue share options for coaches or creators or people who really have uh, just amazing kind of teaching and and educational backgrounds to come on and and educate uh, both our B2B customers, but but now also B2C customers. And we've got a lot of tools, including uh, feedback systems, Uh, you can structure courses, we've got these sci-fi metaverse interactive virtual humans, Mm -hmm. we've got interactive video, uh, and we're just about to launch a streaming platform as well. So uh, the the engineering team at Verti are absolute ninjas, they've they've scaled everything up very, very quickly, and it's a, a really cool, really exciting time. That's awesome.
0: Alex, thanks a lot for, for being here today. I, uh, want, I, I'm sure that my uh, audience will want to know more about you, about Verdi, and about what you're doing. So where can people find you online?
1: Yeah, so me, I'm pretty easy. So I'm Alexander F. Young on all social media. Uh, and that's my website as well, alexanderfyoung.com. And Verdi um, is V-I-R-T-I.com. Um, and you can get us on Verti Labs at all social media accounts too.
0: Perfect. Again, Alex, thanks a lot for being with us today and enjoy the rest of the day.
1: Thanks, Nere. Pleasure and good luck
0: with the book. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section. And to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again. And I will talk to you again soon.